Welcome to Old Ass Movie Reviews. Today we are doing a special review. Uh, it's not old, and it's kind of out of our realm. It's uh, Hands of Stone, 2016. This movie was chosen by my good friend, Holly Sloan, who is joining us for our special edition here. Hey, Holly. Hi, thank you for having me. Great. Hey, um, thanks for being here. <laughs> I just want to know, why a boxing movie? Well, okay, when I was a little girl, my dad, he, we didn't get to do a whole lot together because he was a professional athlete and a coach growing up. So we didn't have a whole lot of time during, you know, season and stuff like that. But um, when I was about seven, I would say, my dad took me to see um, Rocky. And I was riveted. And there were so many things about it that First of all, I, I kind of identified him in a way with my father, you know, growing up, odds against them, you know, people not believing you could do this. Uh, and then I come from a very tall family and I was not. And, you know, I mean, I'm like 5'4", you know, I used in the 80s, I was 5'8 with the hair, but, you know, <laughs> uh, but, you know, so I always had to be extra tough or competitive or something just to you know just to fit in or to, to be recognized and uh and the thing what also when when rocky came out that was also sort of during the time when muhammad ali you know obviously you know you had the cassius clay era to you know muhammad ali and heavyweight boxing was the big thing i first of all i was i, I was fascinated by muhammad ali i didn't know about the cassius clay thing because i was too little to understand everything but i thought wow what a what a he, he's so you know interesting and funny and just you know the way he just dominated everything he did i didn't care i mean he didn't care to embarrass you he just you know and i thought that was kind of a it was so interesting and as i got older uh I started to watch, see movies about sports. And I started to realize, you know, boxing has probably, next to baseball, the richest history to me, I think. Uh, you know, you go all the way, you know, back to um, uh, Max Schmeling, you know, in The Great White Hope, but you know, that, that, that was based on you know, it, it's it's a, it's a, just such an interesting sport, you know, and it still is, it ha doesn't quite have, it, well, with the new fighters today, they're, they're a little more, you know, outspoken, but it's a great sport. It's not, not the violent aspect of it, but the politics, the characters, you know, and they were characters and, yeah, and yeah. their stories of what, what were brought into it. There, it wasn't just boxing, there was always an element, whether it be like, you know, the underworld, uh, whether it be the politics that were involved. And I, you know, I, I never had a grasp on it, but it certainly, you know, people say, you know, oh, now politics are involved in sports. <laughs> it's, they've been around. I mean, it's right. been in sport, even beyond what boxing was. But I, I was just fascinated by the, the, the sport history. And so I've always, uh, been interested in boxing movies, but you know, with with Rocky in particular, um, what it was for me though was the training scenes and the music. Yeah. And one and one of the first albums that I ever bought was the Rocky soundtrack. <laughs> oh my! Look at that! Awesome. <laughs> I was. I bought this at the Deerfield Mall. <laughs> and this, you know, and actually, if you look on the back, well, it says Holly Seven Pairs, but I think it was <laughs> Holly Seven Years. Seven Years, Seven Pairs. Seven yeah. Pairs, Years, it's okay. <laughs> my, my handwriting left a lot to be desired. <laughs> but, you know, that's, that's how I became so interested in, in sports movies. But, um, you know, Hoosiers, obviously, you know. Yeah. We lived that. I mean, even people in the 80s, we were living that. Right. In our town, we went through that and identified with people. But growing up in a sports family, um, I think that also, you know, made me just, you know, it biopics too. I mean, that's the early thing. A biopic, if it's about sports or rock and roll, I'm going to be in on it. Because right. I just, you know, it's just so much fun. And the stories, 
you know, and they're risky too, because you have a big responsibility to tell it, but you have to be true to this, you know, the story itself. A lot goes into about right. it. And, and then that's kind of why I like this particular movie. I know everyone was expecting I was going to pick Rocky. That's too easy. I was really looking forward. It's like, oh, we're going to watch Rocky. Oh, what? <laughs> I, I think the first thing I texted the, to Scott was Hoosiers. That's exactly what David said. Hoosiers? I said, yeah, <laughs> hey, Hoosiers good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, there are, and there's so many great boxing movies, you know. Yes. I mean, you got The Champ. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, Goldie and the Boxer, you know, Ali, you know, Ali was great, the greatest. And one that I love is Million Dollar Baby. Yeah. Oh, that, I forgot that, about that. That was that really was the, about it. I haven't seen it. Yeah, that was a movie that I wish if I were just a good enough actress, I would have loved oh. to have played that part. It's such yeah. a heartbreaking movie. It's it is. It is. Yeah. And and you know, just the effort. I think when you go into a sports movie as an actor, I mean if you're not an athlete. You know, it. I appreciate so much the, tra you know, the the transformation that they go through, mm -hmm. and you know, and I always look for see, you know, things like that. I, I, I wanted to watch Hillary Swank train, Will Smith, right. you know, all these people, and same with Hands of Stone because, you know, I, I just who who do you have to play these actors? You know, these two athletes. I, mm -hmm. I always find that very interesting. Who are you going to choose? You know, is it a good choice? You know, and I, I realize that there aren't many movies about, but certainly I can't think of any biopics really about basketball. And that's because there are no actors that are seven feet tall. You know what I mean? <laughs> not, yeah, that's very hard to do. You right. Know I mean? Yeah. And I've always. Web story. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, I, the, only, the only thing that I could ever come up with was Jim Caviezel. Uh, to play John Stockton, who played for my yeah. dad, because they look so much alike. And I know I understand that they actually did play basketball against each other, both from Washington State. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I always wanted to see Clint Eastwood play my father uh -huh. at, at his older years. You know, every movie I ever watched, the, you know, and as they aged kind of at the same time, like, God, he, he does have that thing, you know, mm -hmm. like what my father had. So, yeah. yeah. I always would have loved to have seen something like that. But outside of that, like Eddie, that was awesome. You know, because, you know, you, you but you can't find players to play some, but athlete, actors to find players or athletes. Right. right. Well, that, that's one of the things about this movie that I thought they really nailed was the casting. Um, the yeah. actor for Sugar Ray and Duran, they both had the look. Usher. It was perfect. Hmm? It was perfect. I, I didn't realize it was Usher. Yeah, yeah. He looked great, didn't he? What? Yeah, I, I, I was looking through the IMBD and I'm like, Usher, Usher. And it, like, I, I read his name like no. times before I yeah. dawned on him. I was like, holy crap, that's the singer. Yeah. I'll be damned. Yeah, and he was he great. Was a really good actor. He, he, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, small part he did, he did really well. Yeah, and I think what, what's really interesting, you know, is making that choice is, well, first of all, Edgar Ramirez is. 5'10", and um, Roberto Duran was 5'7". Mm -hmm. And Usher is 5'7", and Figure Leonard is 5'10". <laughs> and so I thought, you know, as I noticed that I'm thinking, oh, that's really, and, I, and I've seen Sugar Ray Leonard. I sat by him at um, the NBA All-Star Game in 1988 in Chicago, he and his son. Mm -hmm. And I mean, he's not a, a big guy, but he's, you know, he's certainly not, you know, I mean, he's, you know, so I thought, that was how they were going to do that and they i thought they pulled that off because edgar ramirez you, you kind of look at his physique he's kind of a little you know a little willowy you know tall mm -hmm. a little taller whereas roberto duran was you know was like a, a rock. house yeah yeah, right. yeah. and and I, I think that was kind of interesting but it worked it obviously worked and who else mm -hmm. has the swag the looks the charm and the charisma you know but usher and i yeah. think for such a large part I mean, you know, for, for him at that particular time, um, he had some movie where he was like a bodyguard, and then he was like in a, um, uh, She's All That. He played like the DJ, mm -hmm. and, you know, it was like very small parts. So to see him come out and do that was, was, really, was really interesting. And I, I always like to see entertainers try to play athletes or act or something mm -hmm. like that. I always find that really fun to see. Yeah, yeah that's, that's one, of the, one of the things about the uh, – 
I didn't know that was Usher, but uh, he really uh, nailed Sugar Ray, it seemed. Yeah, um, I watched the uh, 30 for 30 ESPN doc yes. on, on the uh, No Moss fight, and I was watching that. I was like, wow, I could see how, the, how well those actors really portrayed their perspective roles. And this is mm -hmm. really well done. Yeah. And I think, you know, it was, it was a cool move to have Robert De Niro in there because, you know, you associate, when you think about a boxing movie somehow because of Raging Bull and he's been right. a few other boxing movies, that's always kind of stuck in your head. Mm -hmm. And, you know, because he's, there's just something about that you always kind of bring to it. And from what I understood was Al Pacino was actually thought of he was the, the first choice, I think, to play Ray Arcel. Mm -hmm. And I, thought, I could I, definitely see him playing Ray Arcel. Yeah, and yeah. I could have, I could have seen a younger Al Pacino playing Roberto Duran because he. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But they were oh, yeah. able to do that same kind of transformation that Robert De Niro was able to do yeah. in Raging yeah. Bull. I think, I think, you know, I mean, obviously, if you could go with time travel, but right. <laughs> you know, I, th I think he because he has that quick mouth and the well you know what do you you know type of thing that that roberto duran has especially when he's pursuing um, oh yeah you know pursuing uh his wife in the street when he first I mean, could have made him more likable too yeah, yeah. Right? like i'm my thing about the roberto duran and watching this movie is i'm like he's not a likable guy no i no. mean like i'm watching him going how did anybody put up with this i mean other than the fact that he could beat up 90 percent of the guys in the room yeah. <laughs> when, when he was eight years room? old yeah. <laughs> and he was only eight. <laughs> no, Why did well, he put up with it? Well, and I, I, you know, it's the way to get out of the ghetto, I guess. Yes. Yes. I think you find when you look into the history of many of these boxers, obviously, you know, they're, that, that's their, that was their only ticket. That was their only mm -hmm. way. And, you know, you, you know, I think they did a really good job. When you take such a long span of a person's life, like they did with Roberto Duran, you know, growing up, you know, in the projects, you know, in uh, in especially in you know when U.S. was you know U.S. had the United States had occupied that territory at the time, so obviously he hated the United States. You know, he he, he his father, who you know had abandoned him uh, until he found out. You know, he thought he was a U.S. soldier, which he was, but he was actually of Mexican descent. That was really interesting. I think yeah. he pictured some blue-eyed, blonde-haired asshole that left him when, you know, I mean, it was, it was, you know, looked very much like himself. He was pissed off. And I think a lot of these people, because of their life experiences, you know, it's due to that anger. It's due to that, you know, um, um, fight. You know, I mean, it, 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 it makes a lot of sense. I think you would find that in a lot of them. In their history well that's that's one of the things with um duran it seemed like he fought um when he was his best when he was angry and it's almost like on on the fight where he quit um he didn't have that anger anymore and it was he had lost it there for that moment yeah. and 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 you bring up his dad uh yeah he he for and the film tried to portray this um uh, his hatred for the U.S. and he had it in his head that that's all it was. And when he saw his dad, that kind of flipped. It's like, wait a minute, what I've been told is not true, or my perceptions mm -hmm. are wrong, and that that kind of did a number on him. Um, sure. So it was uh, it was interesting to see that that um, it was just his anger. And I don't know, watch the documentary. Like Dave said, he's not a likable guy. It's like no. holy crap but, but he yeah he beat you money up to the local charities and stuff yes he, he still wasn't likable i mean yeah. it was almost like he was trying to buy everyone's love i could be wrong like i said i'm, I'm judging this by strictly the movie and what very little i knew about the guy hell i thought he was cuban before <laughs> i saw this movie yeah. i did well, I, thought, I they always portrayed him as cuban right that, yeah, that's yeah. what i always heard and then yeah. when i find out he was from panama i was like Wait a minute. Yeah, I, I vaguely remember somebody <laughs> talking about him being from Panama, but yeah. I didn't remember that. You know, it's just one of those, those things you just don't remember, don't think about. Right. And I, I think it was just the, just, you know, more of like a cult, you know, his culture versus, you know, the American culture, mm -hmm. things like that. Yeah. And, you know, it is, it is interesting. And, and I think a lot of times when as athletes, uh, ascend, you know, obviously he, he had a huge ego to, to begin with. 
And he was probably told that from a young age because, you know, he could do all of this. He knew where his power was. He used that power. Mm-hmm. He used that power probably over, I'm sure that the woman that he, you know, that becomes his wife or Felicitatis was not the first woman that he pursued like that in the street and expected right. that mm-hmm. return. But, you know, he, he always had a point to prove. And you're right. He tried to brought by his wife. And I think it was also because he felt that he probably deserved that. Love me. And what's interesting is uh, his he named his son Robin after yeah. Robin Hood because yeah. he felt that he was being Robin Hood. And he actually right. helped train Edgar. His sons helped train Edgar Ramirez uh, in the process of so that was kind of neat too, which is That's I think funny. is very yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. He is uh, Edgar said, "Look, I'm I'm not a fighter, but I can act." And Robin, Robin, I, I I'm assuming he he said, "Well, I'm an actor who can fight." <laughs> well, I can treat, you know, and so it was fun to watch his children, you know, uh, train him. And, oh, very and I cool. Think, yeah, because there is a style and yeah, there's yeah. there's a style to that kind of, of fighting. And one of them was he, they showed him tra- working out. And oh, wow, that was something to watch, watching him train. <laughs> oh, whoo! And he's, he's you know, his hair's long and, you know, and he, you know they have this music because a lot of it, it's, it's a musical. Right. Uh, it's a dance. Yeah. And that, and they show him doing that in his training. And a lot of that mm-hmm. was in there. And to see him you know, embrace that was, you know, was, was really a, a neat, but you, you, you get that, which mm-hmm. I thought was really interesting. So, well, I remember watching Duran fight as a kid mm-hmm. and when he hit somebody, they felt it. I mean, you you could see them stunned no matter where you hit them. It was like getting, it was like getting hit by a brick. I mean, these, these guys well, felt it. Hands of stone. Hands, the name. Yeah, hands of stone was no joke. I mean, that yeah. I'd never heard that term. Maybe that's what they always called them. Yeah. But I just remember watching him in a couple of fights. And even with that, that first fight, I vaguely remember watching the Sugar Ray fight when he went the first time he wins. I just remember thinking there's no way Sugar Ray's winning this fight. They they made it look a lot closer, I think, in the movie than it really was. Because Sugar Ray was not a guy to go toe-to-toe with somebody. He was a guy yeah. to strike, back out, strike, back out. And that was his strength. He was mm-hmm. very fast. And if he could get in and pop you about five or six times and then jump back out, you're standing there stunned. He can jump back in. That's how I remember. Now, now I haven't watched any old fights, but that's what I remember. He chose that tactic to go in flat-footed with him, yeah. you know, like you said, toe-to-toe. And the interesting thing, the scoring of that in the movie, well, the, when it was revealed, it was incorrect. Um, it, still, it still played out. I can't remember how it went, but it still did play out in Duran's favor. Right. But right. they made it seem like it was like this, but it was a little bit more yeah. into Roberto Duran's. And, and, and you, you, could, you could see that, but I don't, you know, I, I don't think he took it. I don't know. I'm, I'm not going to say that Sugar Ray Leonard didn't take it seriously, but you know, at that particular time, I did not know who Roberto Duran was. You know, I, no, I didn't no. watch middleweight. I didn't watch you know the, that that weight class, you know, or know much about that weight class. But I do remember the fight. I remember the shorts for some reason, the mm-hmm. color. You know, I remember that. I knew it was a big deal. Yeah, I knew it was a big deal to watch. So I did sit down and watch some of that. Well, I, I only vaguely remember watching him as a kid because back in the old days, <laughs> they, they used to have the fights on, like on Saturday, like um, ABC and sports, and said where the guy wipes out on the skis. Why um, world sports? Yep. Yeah. yeah. It was always like every weekend they'd have boxing. Yeah. So I just vaguely remember the guy. Like why Sugar Ray chose him to fight is beyond me because I don't think, I I don't think he was like right at that level maybe i'm wrong but it seems to me that he kind of pulled him and went i want to fight that guy or i'm not sure what the reason was it looks like in the movie he just walks in and insults sugar ray and that's why they fight yeah but no, sure- i think don king might have had something to do with that because he is i don't know you know he you know he was around obviously around at that time yeah yeah and he was in all of it you know he had oh, his yeah. hands in all of it and i'm wondering if he you know, I, I don't know about that, but you know, obviously as being the greatest fight promoter of all time, mm-hmm. you know, that was, was that it, you know, so that was kind of interesting. But, uh, you know, I, I, I also liked the, the thought of um, Alan Barkin playing uh, Stephanie Arcel. 
Yeah, it you know took me I mean? a second to recognize her. Yeah. Yes. It took me a while. I was like, I'm I'm watching the whole movie. It's like, who the hell is that? And it's like, oh yeah. my god, yeah. It's when yeah. she grinned, when she did the lopsided grin, that Alan Arkin, uh, Alan Arkin lopsided grin. I was like, that's that's who she is. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I, I mean, she sounded. You know, you if you saw the thirty for thirty, you're like, yeah, they. You know, I mean, they must have. Well, this was done after the thirty for thirty too, so uh, at least they had yeah. that kind of footage in that particular case. Well, they did. And that's that's one of the things about um, De Niro. His look was perfect for Arcel. I mean, they mm -hmm. looked so much alike when seeing yeah. that. And that, mm -hmm. that was one of the things even all of them did. And that was uh, I'm still blown away that that was Usher. Um, yeah. Wow. You're saying you just figured that out now or when you just went through it? Uh, like... I did. Just oh. now. Just now. Oh. I did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I thought that was wonderful. I thought that was great casting. Yeah. Uh, in that in that particular case, and you know, like I said, the the problem when you do a, a biopic, if you're going to take that span, and this this is my probably my criticism of, of of this movie, is that when you go that long of a span, it tends to be very choppy. Yes. You know what I mean? Because you're trying to get okay. This is what happened, so you understand. This is what happened. And in a boxing movie, and I think mostly this is because of what Rocky brought us, you want to see the training scene. You need the montage. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. And, and it was mon training montage, the hardworking yeah. scene. Yeah, you need that. And, and this is the funny thing about the training scene. Um, you know, I, I get asked sometimes if I'm hanging out with my, my girlfriend or something, they talk about movies that made them cry. And they say, oh, Terms of Endearment, you know, Steel Magnolias, which I had the honor to do on stage. But, you know, they're all, you know, and then it comes to my turn and I'm like, every training scene in every Rocky movie brings me to tears. I can't, I mean, you know, and as a child, when I'm watching that, I'm, you know, that, when that music, Bill Conti's, yeah. you know, orchestra starts with that music. I mean, it made the hair on my neck stand up and I'm watching mm. this. You know, and, and you have to have that. I mean, I, I, I taught myself to do almost everything that Sylvester Stallone did in that montage. I was so determined, you know, I mean, I could do the one arm push ups, I could clap, you know? I, I could do all of that. I ate the raw egg, you know. I mean, oh. My brother dared me. Brother, me so you had dad, to do it. Yeah, my dad was standing there, Scott. You think I'm not going to tell my dad right. no? He's going to my toughness. Oh, no, no. I, when you're the littlest, yeah, you you know. Yeah. So, you know, all of that. But, you know, that I, I wanted to see more of that. You know what I mean? But I, I also yeah, think that's, yeah. that's unfair, too, to expect sometimes, though, because that does belong to Rocky. You know what yeah. I mean? I, th I think that, that those scenes belong to that franchise. But they did a good job, you know. They did. They showed them jump roping, and I love watching them jump rope. That's that's was always one of my favorite activities too. You know, I mean, how, I how did cannot it? jump rope. Oh, I <laughs> I, 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 I could. I love to jump rope. My face, and then I'll be tied up and hog tied. Like how the hell is this? <laughs> well, the hard one when they when he would do the jump and he'd you would squat down on the floor and then yeah. right swing. I could do the crisscross and the swing, but I mean, no way. I, I, yeah, I'd land on my ass if I tried, especially now. I could just be like, you know, <laughs> now, forget it. I can barely get down the stairs. But back in my day, I could, that would have been, I, that was, that would have been fairly easy to do. Yeah, not now. No, but then I, you know, and the same thing with the fights. You know, the fights were, were kind of choppy. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And like I said, it's, it's, you know, those were, they're like snap, snap, you know, because it, it's not, you know, this story wasn't about Ness. It was about the fight. It was about Nomas, Unamas, and, and, you know, but they didn't go into the third fight, but, right. you know, which is another story in itself. But, mm -hmm. you know, it, it's about his story, you know, and to understand why he was the way he was and his place in the boxing world, because he mm -hmm. has a huge place in mm -hmm. the history of boxing. And, and so does Sugar Ray Leonard, obviously. I mean, this story, you know, it's, you know, the most, uh, it, it really, you know, as far as to me, outside of, of course, every Ali fight was a story, you know, with Funny Liston, you know, um, 
George Foreman to Frazier. You know, there's right. always a, a story with him, but you know, this was, this was just like a, another nice, you know, or interesting, not nice, but you know, who, part of the history. I'm, I'm sorry, who was the white guy that Ali fought? Guy could not fight for anything. Jerry Cooney? could not get knocked down. I think his name was Jerry, might have been Jerry Cooney. Cooney. Yeah. Cooney, that's it. Yeah. That's yeah. It. I did not remember the guy. I just remember watching that fight for, what was it, 15 rounds at the time? Cooney was basically a punching bag and would not go down. And Ali yeah. was just, was it Ali or Foreman? Somebody was just hitting him with everything they had. And that yeah. would be a great movie. For Clooney, Clooney. <laughs> to watch some guy get pummeled for 15 rounds. <laughs> but the thing is, the guy would not go down. Like, right. why isn't this guy falling? Like, yeah. any other human being would have been in the hospital. Yeah. And Cooney, yeah. the fight is like, can we have a rematch? And they're like, no. <laughs> you just got your ass beat for 15 rounds. <laughs> we don't have time. <laughs> took a punch. We don't think you can only at once. Yeah. Yeah, no, that, I mean, that, it, it, you know, it's such a great, like I said, there's a one, it's a wonderful history. Yeah. And, you know, the thing I did not know, I do remember when they tried to fight, uh, when they had the, in 89, which, okay, Roberto Duran was five years older than mm -hmm. Sugar Ray Leonard. And, I mean, That's those a lot were, of time. really, that is, and in boxing, you know, especially in boxing years, you know, mm -hmm. I, I kind of think there's a window. And you know, I, I'm I'm glad that they didn't try and go into that because the movie does border on being a, a tad a tad too long. Right. Do you know what I mean? It it, it it treads it treads lightly on that. Um, Is that but, when uh, Sugar Ray wanted to use the boxing gloves without the thumbs? I think that might have been a that might have been a, an Ali fight, if I'm not mistaken, but I'm not sure. I could I be I could be wrong. Not wanting to use thumbs. Oh, I hear what you're saying. Okay, I don't know. And and whoever he was fighting was like, no, no. <laughs> like, like the, the the thumbs went inside the boxing gloves or something. Okay. They tried it like with a couple of fights years ago, and it okay. just like nobody could do it. Everybody's like, no, 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 no. We don't. And it had to do with somebody's retina. Somebody had a torn retina. I, I thought it was Sugar Ray Leonard. Okay, it could, well, it might have been one of the Hagler or um, yeah, could be. Thomas Hearns. They call him the Fab Four. You know, um, Marvin yeah, Hagler. Hearns was a monster. Oh, yeah. God, having that guy yeah. was a monster in the ring. Yeah, and, and you know, the funny thing, too, about this movie is I don't, it, it didn't also expand on their relationship uh, because they, you know, the if you saw the, you know, the No Moss, the 30 for 30. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They made it feel like they never saw each other mm -hmm. ever since that last fight, and that they never had a conversation right. about it. And I, you know, and I was I was doing some research. I was like, Let's just picture them here, and you know, this particular time. They were so, you know, I mean, it, obviously it was you know they had to be orchestrated, but you know, it was kind of interesting mm -hmm. how how that worked. And yeah, was that the at the end of the movie, I mean, they showed that Sugar Ray and Roberto had um, been, become good friends and mm -hmm. had spent a lot of time together. Then I watched the uh, 30 for 30 and it was like, this is odd because it's the way it was framed was they had never seen each other. He flew down to Panama and then that was it. And it's like, yeah. you know, yeah. seeing that documentary, though, um, actually helped me appreciate the movie more. Um, mm -hmm. And watching that i gained more respect or more empathy for duran mm -hmm. and a lot of it was just mainly when uh sugar ray was asking you yeah. know why why no why why did you stop the fight why did you stop it and then he gave his standard answer of hot steak or coffee and water in my stomach that is like, okay and then sugar ray said at that point i saw that he you know he's struggling with something i'm not gonna i'm not gonna push Mm -hmm. I'm just going to respect it and move on. And it was, they had a mutual respect right there. And it was, uh, it was kind of touching. Um, yeah. I still think Duran was an ass, but you know, yeah. I had gained some empathy for him on that. And it made me appreciate the movie more. I've never had, I won't say never, but I started after I watched this movie, I did not like it at all. Um, mm -hmm. I had major issues with it. 
And when uh, the more time passed and then I watched the documentary, it's like, this is a pretty damn good movie. It did mm -hmm. a really good job of portraying what was going on. And um, it was uh, it was actually, like, like I said, kind of touching that there was, um, there was a human part to it, but it was really hard to get past that that gruff exterior of Durango. Right. Um, right. And that, that was the only problem I really had. It's like, here's your main character. Here's your, I think we all go into movies looking for an underdog, uh, looking for somebody to work their way up. And it's like, while he did that, I didn't care because he was a jerk. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he was, yeah. it was hard to root for. <laughs> a huge ego, which, yes. you know, really many professional athletes have. We know this. And, and I mean, it's sort of Sugar Ray Leonard. I mean, he, you know, he oh, wasn't yeah. doing oh, yeah. either. But, you know, he was what we, you know, Roberto Durant had the weight of a country on his shoulders. Do you know what I mean? And, he, you know, we have here, even at that time, you know, we've, we've had the, just came back from the Olympics where he was, you know, he's the golden boy and all this kind of stuff. And, you know, he was an Olympic champion. What, what, what did they have in, in Panama? You know what I mean? Yeah. And, you know, I mean, Sugar Ray Leonard, he, he got a bloody nose, but, you know, Roberto Duran had the weight of the country on his shoulders. And when the second one came around, it was really sad. You see that no one was there to really receive him. Yeah. And, 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 you know, this is a typical rags to riches, you know, story, you know, that, that, that does happen many times. I just, you know, like I said, there's just such a political undertone when you think about what Panama and, and the country, what that meant to the country to have that. You know, and, and, you know, it's the same thing. Uh, you know, I kind of like a little bit of that to Manny Pacquiao. You know, his, mm -hmm. he has, you know, you know, as being a representative of the Philippines, you know, that's, that was a, a lot know, of pressure. Had, yeah, it is. Yeah. It is, especially if you don't have that much to focus on or to bring out of your country, and especially at that particular time. Well, right? that's what they showed in the movie is at, at all the citizens of Panama, I mean, they all just attached everything to Durant and that was a huge weight for him to have it so when he became their champion it it reflected I'm sure a lot of people saw that in themselves and their country and there was a lot of pride and that's why the no moss fight happened and it just man they turned um they turned on him they were hurt and it was it was ugly and in watching that documentary he said even today people holler at him and try and you know, yeah. give him, give him grief over it, even though he has completely redeemed himself and went on to continue oh, to win and yes. just, and that's what, you know, that movie was in some cases too long, but in others, it would have been nice to see a little bit more of his mm -hmm. redemption per se. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. And the funny thing is he denies, he still denies saying yes. no mas. <laughs> right. He said, there's, but if you watch that fight, you can see him saying it. <laughs> he goes, yeah, well, he, he, said he said, no, Seagull, which means I don't want to go on. And um, then he said, Howard Cosell yes. said, no uh, more. So, and, and that could be a possibility. Howard Cosell knew how to make, you know, make a situation dramatic. He knew how to do that. So yeah. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't think that, and that would make sense, you know, but he, yeah, he's saying no mas, but. Is there really a difference between no Seagull and... Yeah. Like, Does it really matter at this point? <laughs> Was it a steak or some hot water? I mean, it doesn't matter. <laughs> well, and he had such a short... I didn't realize that the first fight, I believe, was in June. Yeah, and, there wasn't much time. Yeah, and so he went back to New York to party. And, you know, which... I probably the same thing too you know yeah. i mean if i would have had that opportunity you know you have people telling you yes this yes that when all your life they've told you no right. you know and, and and i you know so for that to happen yeah he wasn't in shape that isn't a lot of time to no. get ready for and to and recover from a, a, a heavy uh from i'm sorry from professional uh mm -hmm. boxing match you know that's they go through so much and it takes so much Time. Well, and Sugar Ray knew that. Um, I think that's why he pushed for that fight because he yeah. knew he was going to do that and be out of shape. Yeah. So and, it was very and, tactical. And Sugar Ray looks like he could still go now. He looks yes. fantastic. <laughs> yeah. he, and I, and you know, in the beginning of that 30 for 30, I was shocked that that was Roberto Duran. 
I thought it was like a, a trainer. And yeah. Like, oh, this little old man. Yeah. He's. Oh. oh and yeah. Sugar Ray looks like he can step in the ring right now. And it's. Yeah. 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 I think that's really interesting. And, and you know, it's, you know, so far as that, like the movie goes, I think it, it was a risky move to put out there because there is so much in it and it goes through such a long amount of time. And that's, you know, the main criticism has been with that too choppy. You know, yeah. it, was, it was a good effort, but too choppy. And, and, and it is, you know, you're looking here, you're looking there and, and you, didn't, you didn't really get a chance to, to think, you know, let it, the story sink in as you do. I, I went in, yeah, I went in expecting not to like the movie at all, um, but I do like it. I, I like mm -hmm. a lot of things. I'm not a big De Niro fan to begin with. He was good in the movie, mm -hmm. but he, for me, he was De Niro. But you know, you put, you I get put what De Niro in a movie with the mob, and it's like you you can't yeah. get yeah. 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 playing De Niro. Yeah, um, you give him good quotes, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know? um, but he played the part well. Uh, I think Alan Arkin or Alan. Alan yeah. <laughs> I didn't know he was in there. <laughs> Come on, just ring the bell. Uh, <laughs> and him had really good chemistry. I mean, I bought yeah. it instantly. Um, I did like the movie. I, you know, as, as much as I expected to really dislike it, my big criticism was the the uh, the America bad and everybody else good. Yeah. And, of it, I think I could be wrong. I've never been in Panama. I don't know what it was like then at that point. Yeah. But I, I, I don't know. It just seemed really heavy-handed. It seemed heavy-handed to me as well. Yeah. Um, I yeah. understand why it was there because that is obviously as 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 Holly as you had mentioned. You know, he had the weight yeah. of Panama on yeah. him, and that was very there. With Holly saying that, now it makes sense. Yeah. But to just watch that movie, I'm sitting there like. What? That's really, really heavy. And I, I know crap happened down there. I know it was, like, it was bad for a lot of people on both sides. I mean, you had Americans wanting to get out. You had mm. Panamanians wanting them to leave. You had mm. Panamanians wanting them to stay. You had Americans mm. wanting them to stay. Like, it was a nasty situation. But and, and it didn't dawn on me until what you said about him having the weight of Panama on the country on his shoulders. Well, this director is also... Venezuelan mm -hmm. and and so he and he has a lot a lot of his movies are of uh and, and if I'm not mis I was I was reading up a little bit about him but I you know he is he does have political undertones in his in his movie mm -hmm. and uh, you know they say the movie was well received at Cannes you yeah. know and it got a good you know but it you know a lot of his movies you don't I, I had never heard of him myself mm -hmm. and or anything so I, I did some research and he you know, so maybe that that could be another reason. Maybe that's the tone he takes in his movies, right. which right, you know, right. every director has it has a tone. There is a tone, and yeah. you know, and that's that's fine. And and I get I get that I get that too. And yeah. I, it, it's is it the best boxing movie ever? No, it's not. But it it, it it's I think it was underrated. I really do. Mm -hmm. I think it was because I've never was, heard of it. Yeah. Right. I've never heard of it. Maybe. Yeah, I, I was, when I saw it, I was very excited because I wanted to see how this story was presented. Yeah. You know, and, and like I said, you, you know, outside of baseball, you know, you just don't find a sport right. as rich. And I also think you don't have as many boxers, so it's easy to find those stories, I think, mm -hmm. uh, in, that, in that respect. So I, I just think that was a, it was a really uh, a good film. Um, you know, like I said, not the not the best, but I sure enjoyed learning more about, yeah. about that. You yeah. know, the, the cat playing Roberto. I mean, he kind of looked like him when he was younger, but when mm -hmm. the minute he got those sideburns on, I was like, mm -hmm. yeah. Just, yeah, yeah. I, I was like, that's the guy that, that he just became Roberto Duran. Yeah. yeah. Well, he he hung out. You know, when they when when the movie filmed, he said the first thing he did was he went down to his bar. And he has a bar in Panama that he owns where he oh. loves to sing. And you know, he loves to sing and dance. And he said he got down, he said they got wasted. 
and they just you know they just kind of talked and you know kind of soak up his his vibe right you know, so i think probably that was probably the only way you could probably loosen up roberto duran right right to, to, yeah to into who he is as a persona which i think is you know brilliant move you know usher usher kind of did his thing first and then brought sugar Leonard in saying is this right what do you think but right right uh, Edgar went in there and just wanted, you know, just uh, tried to absorb him right away. And I think, I would think that Roberto Duran would be like, hey, you know, I've got this, you know, handsome actor playing me in a movie, yeah, yeah. bring it on, my movie. It's not called Sugar Ray Leonard. It's called, right. you know, yeah, it's yeah. this is about me. And uh, I, so I think he probably was very welcome to that and for him to experience his culture. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that would make sense. That would yeah. totally make sense, especially for the way Duran... That's how I would be. If a, if a movie was being made about me, and it was a positive movie, right? And I got to read the script, and I see, oh, they're they're doing good by me. Come on in, kid. I'll talk to yeah. you. <laughs> I will tell exactly. you exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No. I, I, yeah. I think that I think that was good, and also the fact that they weren't sending in an American actor. Right. Do you know yes. what I mean? I, I he, yeah, I, I think he might have been like, huh, you know, who else who else you got out there? Yeah, right. I think right. and given everything, I mean, regardless, I, I would imagine um that would have been I I guess very off putting, especially to Duran. But yeah, they, they couldn't have done that. <laughs> well, well, yeah. Hollywood well and they did that they, they did uh the gods of Egypt and they were all white. It's like <laughs> What? Yeah. Yeah, that yeah. Point taken. Who are all the brown people? No, they're there not. There have been many liberties in the movies with things like that. So yeah. it's like, no, I'm sorry, these are the gods of Egypt. Oh, we have no Hispanic actors. Let's bring in some white guy. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Bring in the white guy. Wait, what? Tom yeah. is not a white god. Yeah, Tom Cruise is playing Malcolm X next. Yes. So <laughs> Leave it to Hollywood. I wouldn't be shocked. I am right. <laughs> I wouldn't be shocked. Why is he jumping from a plane? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's in his contract, kid. It's in his contract. Uh, must must fly through the air in each. <laughs> <laughs> yes. He's got to blow something up. Must hang from the <laughs> side of the building. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Out to a building for five hours and right, right, somewhere. Don't give Hollywood any more ideas. <laughs> yeah, God, no, God, uh, no, oh. no. <laughs> but that's pretty much you know, you know, there's another movie I, I was interested in that I hadn't seen in a boxing movie was Southpaw. I have not seen Gyllenhaal. that either. Yeah, it, it, with Jake Gyllenhaal and. It, you know, when I was reading some of the critiques that I've you know, I've never even heard of this one. Yeah, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal and Rachel McAdams, mm -hmm. and I didn't see that. But like I said, that's not a you know, that's not a a biopic. Right. You know right. what I mean? And, and I, I do prefer the, the biopic. You know, I mean, like I said, well, whether it be about sports or rock and roll, I'd rather see. You know, I like the true stories. Mm -hmm. Well, my my personal favorite fight movie is um, Any Which Way You Can. Clint Eastwood. I think it's very time. Every man should own a monkey. Uh, <laughs> right turn, Clyde. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's good. That's not good. not quite the same. Not quite the same vibe. Um, yeah, it's it, it's something different. <laughs> I mean, yeah, there's some there's some boxing in there. Oh, and main event. Don't forget that the main event. Main event was good. Yes. <laughs> I did like main event. Yeah, the, yeah, I just think I like the song. Yeah. <laughs> Not it. That's just it. There's there have been, I guess, I guess when you think boxing movies, as, as we mentioned earlier, you, you can't think boxing without Rocky and what Stallone no, has no, no. has brought to to the mm -hmm. genre with with the amazing fights, the cinematography, the mm -hmm. just the soundtrack, especially during the training montage. So which is your favorite montage, Holly? Oh, always the first one. Okay. Oh, yeah. The first, always, always. I, you know, I just, you know, because they showed him first what he tried to do. We tried to run. He couldn't run. He wasn't in shape. You know, and, right. and you know, right. when he was, first of all, talk about silent times, he was running in Chuck Taylor's. 
(laughs) Yes, he was. Oh, my God. You cannot cannot run run. (laughs) in Chuck Taylor's. Those, 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 I played in those. My dad played in those. Yeah, I mean, it's like running on a book. There's nothing in there. My feet are jacked up. And I'm like, now that I think about it, he's running in Chuck Taylor's. But, you know, I, I, you know, always, always the first one, because that was the first time, the first time I'd heard that music. And and it it wasn't just that one, Um, it, it, you know, gonna fly now, which, you know, but it was uh, the going the distance. Uh, that that they used during the fight during the fight mm-hmm. i used that i was a competitive gymnast as a child and i used that as one of my four exercise routines and i had a move a small move i was just supposed to do a back handspring but once that i was <laughs> and once that move that that music i took off i hold up and i did like a back layout my hands didn't touch the ground i was flying that music just and everyone who, you know, everyone who's known me since that age has known that that has always been, you know, kind of, you know, from, from my athletic standpoint, I have my athletic standpoint, my theatrical standpoint, or my <laughs> musical standpoint, that was always my go-to, you know yeah. what I mean? And it, you just can't, and, and the, the other training montages were great. The Eye of the Tiger was wonderful, you know, that oh, yeah. one was good. You know, and even, you know, Robert, you know, Robert Teplow, that wasn't really a training montage, but you know, when you get No, that, but that's such a great song for that, even though it has absolutely nothing to do, uh, I think it's about a divorce. Yeah, um, oh, uh, No Easy Way Out, Robert yeah. Teplow, yeah, yeah. Uh, but that was so powerful. And it, you know, it's a great was, tune, but <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, it is, it was a great tune, and it, but it wasn't the training montage, but it was right. still, you know, it's still that, that powerful, you know, that, that thing you've got to have that in there and they did okay with this but that wasn't the focus right yeah. you know to pull that music out you it just wouldn't be the same you know what i mean and, right and, you know you you know but for me rocky's always been a personal you know just the whole franchise you know and i mm-hmm. i have to say i've been pretty i've been pretty pleased with the creed franchise too mm-hmm. you know what i mean i i think you know i i, I it was very, you know, it's interesting because, you know, you can overdo something, but I think they've done a great job. And I think Michael B. Jordan, you know, he's such a fantastic actor. And I think he, you know, he's, he's really brought a great, you know, I mean, he did, he's just, he did a terrific, right. he's doing a terrific job mm-hmm. in that. And, and I think I couldn't think of anyone that would be better to play him at this, at this point. But another funny story I, I, I learned in my research with this is that uh, Sugar Ray Leonard did fight Floyd Mayweather's father and, and trained with him. Yes. Floyd Mayweather Jr. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Really? Which I think is, yeah. Yeah. So I found that interesting too. So it's, you know, the professional sports in Hollywood, there's, there's, there's a similarity. Right. There's a lot in that. Yeah. And I've learned that in my life growing up the way that I have and the things that I've seen and, and the way things are done, you know, mm-hmm. there's, there's a lot of performance in it. And, you know, but it's, it's, it's very interesting and, and how uh, movies about sports are. And, you know, think about this too, ro- uh, rock and roll biopics, rock and roll movies. Yeah. It's, it follows the same formula. No, oh, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Do, 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 you know, lesson learned, you know? Yeah. Which they're always <laughs> we failed, we get we had to come back. Yeah. But there's some working your way up, failing and then going back up. But in between you're gonna see some awesome performances. You're gonna yeah. see what I mean. You right. know, I, yeah. So that's 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 pretty interesting. But yeah, either of those. So whatever you want to do a movie about rock and roll, music, <laughs> I'm your girl. Sports. Well, cool. I've done my sports things, but yeah, I could I could <laughs> How much time do we have, you know? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah. So what? what's, um? we'll start with David. What's your uh, thoughts on this movie? Recommend? Not? I do recommend the movie. Um, like I said, initially hearing the, the political hard-hittingness of it kind of annoyed me, but after listening to Holly and, and realizing there's a reason for it, it makes total sense. Um, Porto Duran, not a likable fella, <laughs> uh, at least in my opinion. People around him may love him to death yeah. and just think he's, you know, a god. But from this movie, if it was really close to actuality, I just, 
I don't see a whole lot of likableness about him, but it is a good movie. It is a it's a pretty good movie. I'd, I'd recommend it. I'd say yeah, it's a watcher. It is a watcher. Holly. Oh, absolutely. If if that's your thing, because I've recommended this to my husband about eighty times. <laughs> <laughs> he still Nothing. hasn't watched. No. No, and I can't get him to watch the Nomas, the 30 for 30. And I don't know why. We watch all of them. We watch all of them. And for some reason, I can't get him interested in that one. I don't, I, well, he's busy. But, you know, I, I actually, I saw Hands of Stone and Nomas on an airplane. Oh, like, wow. Yeah, I had two separate flights within a year of each other. And um, the last flight, my brother and I, my brother, my brother and I were talking about Roberto Durand at the fight, mm -hmm. and oddly enough, when I got on the plane, there was a selection of 30 for 30, and there was the Hamas. I thought, so I called him, like, you're not going to believe this. You've got to watch it. I think it's one of the best 30 for 30s, uh, despite the little theatrics at the end of them in the ring talking. Yeah. Uh, you know, but it was still a, a very, um, yeah, but back to the movie, yes, definitely, if you like boxing movies, you got to see all right, I, I will agree with that. I, as I said earlier, I went into this movie um, not knowing really much about uh, Duran or that fight. Um, I didn't like the movie by the time it was done, and a lot of it didn't have to do with the content. It was more of the the way it was shot, the the choppiness, the scenes that I felt did not do any service. Uh, uh, Ray Arcel's adoptive daughter uh, that could have all just been cut. It was just um i think it went along with the director was might have been aiming for a theme of redemption from everybody you had um duran's father show up and apologize you had ray arcel taking uh care of his daughter finally and then duran stepping back in the ring for panama and uh, so it might have might have been where he was going with it but uh overall i really liked it and knowing the history behind it actually help me like it so i definitely give it a recommend thanks for tuning in to our special episode of old ass movie reviews be sure and catch us next week when we review the mad men of mandoras <laughs>